Welcome to the Church Butler Lunch and Learn podcast. We help you put social media to work for your church. Social media is your opportunity to engage your community all week long, reach new people, and start new conversations. Every week, we bring you a dose of practical, tactical, skill-building training as we talk to communicators, church leaders, and members of our team. Are you ready? Let's get to today's session. Hey friends, welcome to another edition of the Church Butler Lunch and Learn. Today, wanted to take a ride across the internet to Dan Ryland's personal blog. If you don't know, Dan Ryland is the XP at 12 Stone Church, I believe the largest Wesleyan church in the country. They're located down in Lawrenceville, Georgia, um, and Dan has... Um, a wide variety of experiences. Um, he was also part of the Enjoy Stewardship team. And so he knows a bunch of things about healthy, growing churches. And he's got an article that just came out. It's called Five Ways to Help People See the Value in Attending Your Church. And I thought I just wanted to highlight a couple of things here. He gets this completely right. From a communicator's perspective, I've always said that you need to communicate to people why they should be attending a church, not just communicate they should be attending a church. He has a click to tweet here, the people who attend your church need to experience the benefit of attending a church. Why? What is the benefit? What's the with them? What's in it for me? And so he's got these five ideas. One is lead church like you value the church. Would you attend your own church if you didn't have to, if you do if you didn't have to? This is a great question. Um, I actually have been in consultation with two churches recently where the majority of their staff under 35 are not even attending their own church. That is a warning signal. Uh, that's something not just a yellow flag, it's a red flag that if your leaders are not wanting to, to attend the, your own church, there's something wrong there. Um, second, he says, want more people want more for your people than from your people. I think this is a this is actually probably the number one problem, PR problem, perception problem, maybe the reality problem of most communities that once you start to get plugged into a church, you realize that it's all about take 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 from you and not not give or receive and you need to really learn how to um demonstrate in ministry that your church is for the people not your people are for you, and more importantly, for the people outside of your church. Uh, number three, make sure your hospitality and your customer service is top-notch. I think that's a no-brainer. Um, in today's day and age, the competition for the Sunday morning hour, um, until we have the next generation of Reformation that breaks out of the mold and realizes that Sunday morning is not the only time that we should be focused on having church worship services, um, we need to figure out a way to, uh, to really display some genuine hospitality, genuine customer service, something that's visitor centric, not regular centric. Uh, number four, select a ministry focus to major in. Now, this is one of the most interesting things that Dan talks about that we don't hear in many other conversations or less, or at least I have not heard of. And what he's saying is that 
Um, I think the 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 desire is that every church wants to be the church for everybody. Uh, when you say, who's your church for? The answer is everybody. Anybody and everybody in the zip code, we just want them to come in and we've got something for them. Anyone from birth to death, um, we want them to be part of the church. But that really is not the case for most organizations. Um, it's very hard to cater to cradle to grave and be um, a ministry or an organization that has excellence across all of that. And so what he is saying here, um, that you actually might have that dream and be aspirational. Um, you, you might think that you are one of these mega churches that has solved every problem across the board, which in reality is not once you get closer to these even large mega churches. Um, but he's saying start with one ministry at a time, figure out how it should be working and then close the gap between the way it is working to how it should be. Um, you don't want any minister to be substandard, sloppy or ineffective um, in his mind. So, um, you know, most often the best churches are known for particular quote, stand out strength in ministry, right? Whether it be kids ministry, it might be the outreach ministry. It might be the preaching ministry there's some ministry in particular that's the tip of the sword. He's saying major in that. Um, invest in one ministry first, and then you can rise and bring up everything else um, after that. It's about sequence and priority, folks. Sequence and priority. Um, and the last one is number five, make it all about life change. I think that is something that is forgotten in most churches across America. Um, it's really sad if you look at some of the uh, numbers that I saw recently of, um, I saw a list of a mainline denominational uh, churches that had vacancies and it listed stats about every single church and, and about the vacancies and it listed the number of baptisms um, and most of them had either two or less and many of them had zero baptisms in the last year, the last two years, I think the last two years were listed. And so if you are not figuring out how to even um, change the life of the people that you are ministering to um, with the love of Christ, the message and the promise of Christ, then there's something else that is fundamentally wrong before you, sh you can even look at increasing attendance and growth, etc. Um, and so here's, here's another great click to tweet here is help people see the value in attending church by inspiring them toward life change through Christ, which is completely true. And this is where I say you need to have case studies and testimonials. Those two categories of messaging is, needs to be something in your arsenal that you're constantly collecting, you're constantly curating, and you're constantly publishing to show the benefit to a non-churchgoer of why they should be attending a church. Help people see the value of why they should be attending a church. Um, the people who attend your church need to experience the benefit of attending a church once they get there so that they can tell others, and more importantly, for them to come back to your church as repeat attenders and hopefully become members of your community. So uh, that's a great article. You can dive in deeper into what he says about each. Dan Ryland, the pastor's coach, developing church leaders, just a shout out for his blog if you want to go visit his blog. Um, he is doing fantastic work down at 12 Stone in the Atlanta, Georgia area. If you're ever in the area, I would um, totally 
suggest you visit the ministry, even reach out to Dan. Um, but this is one of the favorite blogs, and this is one that uh, caught my attention this week as I uh, was reviewing all the content that comes across the interwebs uh, about church growth, discipleship, stewardship, etc. Um, would love to hear what you're reading, what's uh, piquing your interest, what's catching your eye, because I'd love to share that resources with others. There's one place that I'd like to point out today, and that is our Facebook group. It's called Social Media for Churches with Church Butler. If you just look it up on Facebook, Social Media for Churches, that Facebook group is the place to have more conversations like this and sharing resources, tips, etc. I would love for you to hop in there and interact and engage, and that's where I'd love to meet you and have more uh, personal interactions about this topic, about other topics, and about social media in general uh, for the church and the kingdom. I'm Kenny Jang. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Lunch and Learn. Hopefully it'll be um, not too long before the next one where we'll have another guest sharing about um, I, I, a case study that I, I'm trying to convince someone that I know to come on and share the nitty-gritty details of how they're being successful on Instagram. But in the meantime, uh, check out the blog, check out the site, and check out our Facebook group, Social Media for Churches on Facebook. I'm Kenny Jank. Thanks for listening to the podcast today, the Church Butler Lunch and Learn podcast. I'll check you here next time. Thanks. If you enjoyed today's session, please help us share resources like today's Lunch and Learn with more church communicators across the country. The best way for you to help is to thumb up this episode and leave some feedback on iTunes. It really makes a difference. And for more information on our online training platform and done-for-you social media graphic services, visit our website at www.butler.church. Connect with us on our blog, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter using our handle at thechurchbutler. Don't forget to join us every week right here for our next installment of the Church Butler Lunch and Learn podcast.